You're listening to the Wellness Game Podcast. I'm Stephanie Game. I'm a holistic health practitioner who's been through chronic illness myself. I consider wellness to be a combination of foundational practices, detox, and rebuilding health. But there's always many moving parts to health in general. So a sense of curiosity and lightness definitely helps. Welcome to the Wellness Game. Welcome back to the Wellness Game podcast. Um, If you joined us last week, we're doing our mini series on the foundations of health. Today, we're going to chat about exercise. So we all know that health, good health requires exercise. And when I'm saying exercise, I don't mean like super high intensity gym classes. I don't mean marathon training. I don't mean CrossFit. Um, I'm kind of meaning exercise in the general sense. And this kind of general exercise just being beneficial for so many aspects of health. So things like for our mood, for inflammation, for obesity, it's valuable for those things, not just for, you know, looking cute in a swimsuit or fitting into your, you know, pants from last year or whatever, whatever the vanity reason, which is valid. I'm not saying vanity isn't important, but I'm, you know, besides looking how you want to look, exercise is so valuable for our health. So exercise is also really important in a healing journey. But when we talk about exercise kind of in that frame of reference, I am really going to hone in on over-exercising because there's just such a fine line between, you know, getting in shape and exercising and moving and then you know, trying to fit into your tiny swimsuit and looking ripped and getting abs. Like those are just two different things. And we want to make sure that when we're in a healing journey, that we're not overworking, that we're not working out so hard that it kind of puts us backwards at a disadvantage, you know, kind of that one step forward, two steps backward. That's not what we're looking for. So how do you know you're not over-exercising? Well, some signs of persistent um, over-exercising could be like muscle soreness where, you know, a little bit of muscle soreness is fine, but, you know, the muscle soreness where it just won't go away or it's so, so painful, you know, <laughs> like walking up your stairs, you can't, you can't do it without yelping out loud. You know, some soreness is fine, but the really miserable soreness is telling you that it's too much. Um, if your heart rate variability number isn't where it needs to be if you've overworked that and that's a little too high or if you get sick often with colds or maybe you have you know an injury maybe you're you were marathon training and you injured your knee you don't power through that you need to you know work on that you need to rest and help to address that because um injuries like we talked about um can be a stress as well cold body temperature you know, kind of that base body temperature, that could be a sign of over-exercising. And if you just kind of lose some lean muscle, that's that's too much. Your body's telling you that that's too much. So when we start to incorporate exercise, we want to start slow. Maybe you have been chronically ill for a while and you're just kind of wanting to start getting off the couch. You know, maybe you've had a lot of fatigue. Maybe you have something severe like Lyme or mold and you've been kind of bedridden for a while. We start slow. 
trying to jump into five days a week is not going to work. This is where we we're trying to build some stamina. So, you know, the idea of just twice a week, consistent exercise, you know, for months on end, that's actually better for you than five days a week for a month. And then no exercise for like three months because you're trying to figure it out and recover. So now that we know not to overwork and further stress out our body, especially our adrenals, let's talk about some exercises that are good for healing and for just kind of general health. So good old walking, <laughs> gentle cardiovascular exercise. Walking is my favorite kind. You can also do biking, you know, just not super high intensity, anything that gets your heart pumping, your blood moving, and, you know, side effect helps your kind of lymph system to move your lymph system, which we'll talk about in depth later. Your lymph system doesn't have a pump like your cardiovascular system. So it needs you to be moving to kind of circulate it and move it around. So walking is awesome. 20 minutes a day, maybe 40 minutes a day. Walking's amazing. Start slow and build up your stamina. Maybe you love to bike, but by biking, I don't mean super high intensity you know, Peloton, leaderboard. <laughs> I don't mean that kind of cardio. And I for sure don't mean long distance running. And I'm saying that because I'm a former long distance runner who loves the runner's high and it did not serve me because it taxed my adrenals too much. So <laughs> some cardiovascular exercise that is not too taxing is what we're aiming for here. Another great type of exercises, resistance training, you know, body weight exercise. Yes, you can do weights. Um, but I think it's really important that when we're exercising in a healing journey, that we are again, not making it too high intensity. So I like to tell people, yeah, do your body weight exercises, do some of those complex exercises, you know, where it's like a squat with the shoulder press, you know, that sort of thing. But rest in between your sets, like don't push it so hard that then it does become, you know, a cardio workout boot camp type of thing. Like that's not what we're going for. We're going for making sure your muscles have some resistance so that then they can grow. So while I'm sitting here chatting with you, I'm almost always sipping my King coffee. And if you follow me on Instagram, you've probably seen me talk about it many times. This is organic, mold-free, pesticide-free coffee that has a therapeutic dose of reishi mushroom spores. So there's over 3,000 medical studies done on reishi and it's incredible healing benefits like immune support, anxiety, mood support, blood sugar balancing, hormones. Um, it can help leaky gut, it can help protect from EMFs, fight bacteria, pathogens, even candida. So there's just so many good things about this mushroom. And I choose to drink King Coffee because it's the only mushroom coffee that has the reishi spores which are 80 times more potent than just the reishi mushroom body. I also like this coffee because it tastes like actual coffee. It's not like a mushroom soup flavor like other brands that I've tried before. So I love it, it's so delicious and has been so helpful on my own personal healing journey. If you'd like to learn more or order some for yourself, go to thewellnessgame.com forward slash King Coffee. Another type of great exercise for the healing journey is mobility work. 
this is, you know, what it sounds like stretches, yoga, Pilates. Uh, there's even a great article and I'll put a link to it in the show notes about how Tai Chi can help raise DHA, DHEA, that good hormone, um, so that your DHEA to cortisol ratio is um, kind of where it needs to be. Um, myofascial release, this is all about fascia work. That can help let go of muscular adhesions and knots. It can help you circulate your blood and your lymph. That is a type of massage that is kind of in the category of mobility work that is really helpful and really connected to emotions as well. So I love that. And then active recovery is another type of exercise. And again, I'm talking about walking and yoga or cleaning your house or walking, you know, maybe you spend a morning at the zoo with your kids and you're just walking nonstop. You know, I think moms are really good at knowing all about active recovery, but you know, this is low intensity exercise. That's just kind of promoting blood flow and circulation helps flush out any lactic acid, you know, that maybe made your muscles sore when you did some strength training. Um, that these are all going to be helpful in a healing journey without tripping out your adrenals and causing a stress response, which is what we're trying to avoid. Because remember, a body in that stressed sympathetic phase can't heal. The body only heals when it's in that parasympathetic rest and digest phase. So we need exercise to challenge the body, but we don't want it to be so intense that it starts to fire up the adrenals and start exhausting them and raise our cortisol and all of that stuff. So I do think that hiring a trainer can be beneficial, but I think a lot of trainers tend to focus on let's hurry up and get results, which is not the point in, in a healing journey, right? Um, hiring a trainer that is familiar with functional training, how the muscles are supposed to work, movement, that sort of thing could be helpful. But again, I think there has to be some vetting of finding a professional um, who is looking into that and focused on that and not just, you know, looking, looking super cute and muscly. Um, I think increasing your daily activity, you know, increasing things like your steps or taking the stairs or just things like taking breaks, standing breaks during the day or getting up and walking once an hour, you know, around your office or wherever you're working from just for 10 minutes on the hour can be helpful. And then active things that you like to do things, you know, maybe you play tennis or maybe you love to walk your dog or um, maybe there's an outdoor shopping mall and you like to just go window shop and, and walk the length of that. Those are really positive things to just kind of add into your lifestyle. Another thing to consider with exercise if you are a woman is the idea of syncing the type of exercise with your cycle. So we all know there's kind of, you know, four basic phases to our cycles and the body responds really well to specific types of exercises within those four phases. So, I mean, think about it, ladies, when you're on your period, you're not into like, you don't want to do any high intensity workout. You're kind of wanting to rest, maybe do some yoga and stretch. And kind of as the month goes on and your energy increases, you're able to do harder things like strength training, maybe something a little more challenging, maybe something that's new, like, I don't know, boxing or, you know, whatever is challenging, but not too much for you. And then as we move back towards our period and our cycle with the intensity and the ability to handle 
um, more muscle heavy exercise kind of dies down and dwindles. So looking at your cycle and kind of playing to the strengths of where you are in your cycle can really help in a healing journey as well. Because again, if we stress out our adrenals, our cortisol is really high, that is going to affect our hormones. So we want to work with our hormones, not against them. We don't want to cause them more stress. We want to cause our body more stress. So looking at your um, cycle and cycle tracking is something I can't wait to talk more about too. Um, that's going to benefit you healing journey or not, honestly. So let's kind of recap and remember that the focus of adding exercise in with our health and especially in a healing journey is not for getting super skinny or ripped or any of that kind of visual stuff. It is for all of those health benefits that we talked about, blood sugar balancing, helping our hormones, helping our mood, helping our lymph system, our circulatory system, all those different things. And bonus points, if you can get outside for vitamin D and just being in nature for that exercise, that is so much more healing than, you know, working out at a gym every day. But, you know, to each his own, find something that you like, find something that your body feels good doing, and that's going to be the thing that you're going to stick with the longest. So I hope that's helpful. Discussing exercise. If you have a favorite exercise, journal that down. Journal something that's like your go-to and then journal down something that maybe you want to try. You know, oh, I love walking. No problem walking regularly, but I'd really like to try, you know, this workout group as long as it's not too hard on me. You know, make yourself a note and incorporate that into your life so that it is not something that stresses you out, but it's something that you enjoy and that you will actually do. So thanks for listening all about exercise. I hope this was helpful to you. I hope you took away some good insight about exercises that you enjoy and that you'll actually get to do and incorporate into your life. And we will finish this series on foundations of health with stress reduction and supplementation next. Thanks for listening. This podcast is for educational purposes only. The content expressed is not to be taken as medical advice. Please consult your own health practitioner.